Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. I'm Dave Elliott and I have with me Matt. Hello, how are you? I'm, I'm alright, how are you? Uh, not particularly great, but I'll get through it. Um, <laughs> yeah, slightly rough patch at the moment, but uh, oh I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. What have you been up to? Um, if I refer to my little list I have here, um, The Witcher 3 I've been playing, uh, which is... Probably easy, easily the longest and biggest game I've probably ever played. I, I would say it's bigger than Fallout, um, even though Fallout and like uh, last year we had Fallout, Metal Gear, Batman. Those were kind of the big open world games last year. Yeah. I think The Witcher 3 is probably the biggest one. Like if you zoom out that map, it's just enormous. It's huge. Uh, but it's really good. Really enjoying that. Some good. Uh, I feel like I'm getting into the meat of the story and there's some really good combat stuff i'm learning i learn something new every single time i go on the game <laughs> um there's just so much it's quite dense um but the combat's really good learning how to um fight better in that and um yeah hopefully i don't know if i'll actually finish it this year because given um we'll, we'll talk about e3 in a minute but yeah. um given the amount of games announced at e3 for this year i don't know if i'll finish it this year so uh maybe go back to it in january after a I find it so difficult doing that because you end up um, just trying to figure out where the hell you were when you, when you kind of stop a game yeah. like that in the middle. That's the only problem. Yeah. So I hopefully get back to it after um, I probably go on an inevitable break. Inevitable um, break. Um, I watched the. I haven't watched any more of it, but I watched the first episode of Billions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't quite entirely sure what was happening like fully i guess i'll maybe understand it some more when i get around to watching some more of it um but really solid cast really solid acting um yeah just seems like a decent show yeah that that's one that i've uh sort of held back on while everything else was going through so i've just started binge watching my way through it. i think i'm on episode eight now um so uh, but it, it is it is such a good show uh a lot of the financial stuff goes slightly over my head but <laughs> mm, yeah that's yeah like the buying of the house and that sort of thing um yeah quite quite complicated but uh hopefully get there in the end um quite a popular thing star wars i watched episode four five six and seven not all in one go but uh <laughs> spread it out over sort of like a week or so i'm really into star wars now as you saw with my um star wars bag that I <laughs> yes yeah yeah um we have a convert episode, episode seven was really good but going from i guess going from episode six on dvd to seven on blu-ray was quite a jump 
Yes. Um, in terms of like <laughs> yeah, to be fair, one of, one of them is like made in nineteen what seventy nine, I think was. The, was yeah, I think it's like seventy seven or something. Seventy seven. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. Like that. So yeah, it, it, still very, 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 very watchable and very, very entertaining. Um, although you can tell that they look old and there's some very old effects and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, solid story. And I'm gonna watch um, the Clone Wars and the Rebel Wars. I've actually got like a um, list of like the. Cr- chronological order okay so i'm gonna kind of go through it that way so yeah i'll have to watch the prequels again um but never mind uh, <laughs> I, I guess maybe i'll understand a bit more when i watch them again why people don't like them so much <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's interesting is somebody coming new to them um because yeah. obviously i mean i i grew up with the original uh trilogy so, you know, I'm old enough to, to having, having gone to see Empire at the cinema when it first came out. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, some, some interesting new characters like, uh, BB-8 is quite funny. Um, yes. Kylo Ren was interesting. Ray, Finn, kind of, uh, a new sort of revived Star Wars is what they're going for. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do really like where they're taking the franchise at the moment. It should be really good. Uh, Rogue One looks great as well. The, uh, the upcoming movie that's, um, mm coming out in december so i'm yeah. I'm looking so forward to that december rogue one and then next year is eight yeah episode eight then and then something else after han, that han solo movie then Probably, episode nine yeah. and then another movie believed to be a boba fett movie but that's not confirmed that'll yet. be good because he's not really in it that much no he's one of those those things where you know the character um and he he really wasn't in the films very much at all. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, I don't know if you heard of Star Wars 1313. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah Star Wars 1313 was, to... was an abandoned game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was meant to be this, like, it was meant to be this big reveal in the trailer and it did get sort of um, leaked out, but I don't think you can find it anywhere now. Um, it was meant to be like a Boba Fett sort of, I think like backstory or game or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shame that that's been cancelled because we could do some Star Wars games. Um, I don't know if you have, do you have EA on the E3 list? Because they revealed some Star Well, they didn't really reveal a Star Wars game. They just uh, said we're working on some Star Wars games and showed yeah, some no, montages. I, I saw but, something about that. Oh, oh, we we will come on to talk about a bit more about E3 in a minute. But yeah, yeah. I, I saw that they announced that they were, they, they were talking around the Star Wars franchise and how they need to keep the quality up, you know, and not just churn things out because of the fact that it's got Star Wars on it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they should take their time, but um, I'd prefer them to, yeah, it was quite a tease. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Because it yeah. didn't really announce anything specific, I don't think, apart from uh, Battlefront 2. I think they announced Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, I didn't actually realise it was Battlefront 2 until after the conference when I saw a news post thing. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe an update to Battlefront, but no, yeah, they well, said it was Battlefront 2. Battlefront's not been out that long. Um, mm. I mean, it was what only last year it was released, wasn't it? So, And it was towards yeah. the end of last year, so, you know. Um, I think what their plan might be is because Battlefront was last year, Battlefield 1 will be this year, and then Battlefront 2 will be next year. So I think they're going to swap, like, take yeah, maybe, maybe. Like, Battlefront, Battlefield kind of thing. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But they're quite different games to so just swap around like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, excited, excited for all that. Uh, next thing is Overwatch. Don't know if you played any of it? No, I haven't. Um, it's it's one that when when I've, things have settled down a bit, I might actually get around to... to uh, uh, installing mm. that but yeah if, 
Uh, how is it? Quite fun, yeah. I didn't think I'd find an online shooter that was that fun and competitive. Right, yeah. Yeah, like you can kind of get into the competition of it, but it's really, really fun at the same time. Um, a lot of cool characters too. So I think there's 22 characters um, and they all come with their own sets and classes and things like that. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty fun. Made by Blizzard. Um from what I have heard, they might support it for quite a long time because Blizzard apparently has that kind of uh, yeah. thing like that. Cause yeah. they, I think they did that with Team Fortress 2, supported it for quite a while. Uh, and they said all the DLC is going to be free. So Yeah, Team, team yeah. Fortress 2 wasn't Blizzard, it was um, Valve, but... Uh, oh. But yeah, they they are Blizzard are very much like that. They do tend to like to support their stuff, um, uh, mm. you know, as long as humanly possible. Usually, yeah, yeah. So it's um quite fun. It's it's something you can kind of jump into for like ten minutes. So the games are about yeah. five minutes. So um yeah, it's something you can kind of quickly jump onto if you fancy a game. But then once you get into the rhythm of it, and if you only have fifteen minutes, then you have to come off again. So yeah, um, but it's something you can quickly jump onto. It's quite yeah. fun. It sounds very much like it's sort of their version of of Team Fortress because Team Fortress is a fantastic, in fact, still is a fantastically fun kind of team shooter. You know, mm. so um, it sounds like it may be their kind of stab at that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they should be updating it soon. So uh, look cool. out for that. Um, Eleven twenty two sixty three. I know it finished a little while ago, but um, I don't yes. feel like it needs a second season. Well, it, really. I think it was only commissioned as a limited season, so I I don't think it will do. Um, yeah, the way it ended, right, I was kind of like, okay, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, you know? it it really doesn't need a, a another season. So. Um, Plus, if you've got somebody like James Franco in it, I don't know whether whether you'd be able to tie him down for another season. Given, yeah, yeah. You know, movies and such. Maybe. So. Is he with other things? Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing him in that. Seeing him in a like lead role and stuff is pretty good. Yeah, nice yeah, it's good show. Stuff. Mm. I like the I like the setting that it's in as well. It's kind of like um, almost like Agent Carter time or like L.A. Noir sort of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah those sort of things. So I like that setting. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty good. Yeah. Um I've not played it yet, but Mirror's Edge Catalyst has come out. Has that actually been released now? Yeah, it came out on ninth of June. Okay, something. cool. Yeah. Um I've waited like eight years for another <laughs> one, so um I'll have to pick it up soon. Um but yeah, really excited to play that. There was an open beta that was released some point in May that I played. I didn't actually get around to finishing it all because the beta finished. Um, but very excited to play that when that comes when I get around to getting that. Hopefully they'll make another one, but given the reviews for it weren't too weren't too good, so I don't know how EA will ah. see that for the future. But okay. um yeah, that may be a crushing thing for me to hear if they don't make <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah. Because uh I, I'd like to play it in VR as well. I know it might be kind of Yes. Jerky, well, it'd be interesting to, to play in VR that given the I mean you're not like, running you're not constantly spinning around and stuff, but it's no, yeah, a lot of moving and running and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that was pretty cool. Um, Scream season two has started. Oh I don't yes. Know if you've watched any of that? No, I I need to go back. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Over here, so I mm, need to go back yeah. and watch the the first season of that. Yeah, it, it's really. I don't know what it is, but I just really enjoy it. It's just there's always that constant threat of a character might die apart from, you know, maybe the main protagonist won't die. But And then it's like when the character sees whoever is in the mask, it's like, will they get away? If they get stabbed, will they be fine? It's kind of that nice thriller sort of thing to it. Yeah. I, like. yeah. I mean, I liked 
all the original movies. I've just, for some reason, I've not quite got around to the TV series yet. Um, I, I, I will do. As, as shows are kind of dropping away now, I think I, I will start to catch up on some Netflix mm. stuff and, and yeah. more Amazon stuff. So. Mm. Um, Game of Thrones, of course, which yes. has been, it was really good yesterday. Yeah, it's been uh, a fantastic season, actually, this season. Mm. It's been yeah. very, very yeah. strong. Mm. Going beyond the books, as they say. Uh, well, yes. with most storylines. I don't know if it's with all the storylines, but um, I know they've gone past the books with some things now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's rounding off quite nicely, and there's only two left now. So, and yeah. uh, it's never the quite long enough. Is the, what they, <laughs> I think they call traditional sort of slaughter episode. Right. Episode nine. So. Yes, it, it is looking that way from the little preview that they uh, showed on Thronecast afterwards. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's that's that's looking a bit hairy. So I think they're longer episodes. Um, last two, I think one's sixty nine minutes, and one's like I know, I don't know. I know that they're longer though. I know these, the very final two. ones definitely longer. Um, mm. So I'm I'm not sure about next week's, but I know the final ones definitely longer. So they've been about fifteen minutes. But yesterday's was an hour. Yeah. So yeah, nice longer episodes for the end of the season. Should yes. be fun. Yeah. And then we'll have to wait another year. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's always plenty of stuff to do so don't yeah worry. yeah um i don't know if you watched preacher um, yes yes i uh i saw preacher when it uh when it landed i've seen the first episode of it anyway so um, yeah quite a fun and somewhat confusing show but quite fun yeah uh, i find yeah. yeah the story's starting to make some sense uh, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. But I'm going to once Preacher and Outcast have finished their seasons, I'm going to go and look into the uh, comics after. Yeah, um, yeah. Seems I'll have um, time. Yeah, I the, mean, uh, I, seasons. I, I didn't quite know what to expect with Preacher, and and what I got wasn't really at all what I expected. But it was yeah, a fun yeah, kind of interesting thing. Um, it was a lot more kind of jokey and odd. Um, yeah. and off the wall than than I kind of expected it to be, you know? Mm, um, definitely. Yeah, so mm. interesting show. Yeah, Outcast looks like more of a possessed thingy, like a... Um, yes. So what's that film called? Exorcist. Like a, yeah, like a demon on the bed. Yeah, Exorcist. Kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks a bit a little bit more like that. But um, they kind of showed like flashes of the character's backstory and stuff so it'd be interesting how how that all ties in yeah um, I, I like i like um flashbacks in show shows yeah and then you kind of have to work out how they got from where they were to where they are now yeah um which is one of the good things about arrow which yeah. uh, i quite liked in the, there, in the earlier seasons there are lots when of not good stroke there are a lot of not go not so good things about arrow at the moment but yeah <laughs> yeah because i had um See, like in season one and stuff, when they had the Deathstroke stuff and they were tying that in, that was really good because it was like, how was how have they got to from where they are to where they are now? Yeah. Like, and then how did like Deathstroke lose his eye and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, but they haven't really. I don't feel like it's really tied in as well with season four. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's been a shame. They they need to up their game on that show. Yeah. A the bit. magic storyline's been a bit strange. Yeah, it's not quite work worked at the moment. I, I I just I didn't think that last season was particularly strong. Um I know there was a lot of people that will say it hasn't been particularly strong since about season two, but um I yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it, it just needs to 
you know, they need to have a good solid meeting and sit down and sort that out. So yeah, Flash on the other hand has been really, really good. Flash has been very immense. solid. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they ended it with what appears to be a kind of flashpoint sort of thing, which in theory yeah. will affect all the shows. Um, Hopefully. Uh, yeah. I do wonder if they're going to use that as a way of folding Supergirl in because yeah, the whole, be the whole Supergirl thing with, with her being on uh, a separate earth um and, and a different mm. she was like on i think there are three the supergirl yeah. tv show so mm. with the moving to the cw in the us i i do wonder if that's going to be something that they, the flashpoint thing with flash is something that they they use to fold that in to the main uh continuity possibly but mm. um yeah it's gonna yeah, be interesting I, I do feel like legends is a bit more separate at the moment yeah with it's kind of because they're time traveling all over the place and doing whatnot um so it does feel a bit more separate. So I'd like them to, like the crossovers and that sort of stuff has been really, really good. And the Supergirl Flash episode was amazing. That was yes. probably the best episode of the show. Um, especially when like Barry's asking her, like, have you heard of this character, this character, this character? He's <laughs> yeah. like, no, what are you talking about? So yeah. that, that was that was a very fun episode. Um, but yeah. hopefully they tie things in slightly slightly better they've done a good job of it i think they will it's it's we'll Mm. we'll get onto some dc stuff later but yeah that's there's some interesting stuff coming up with with all their shows so yeah did you see the it's sort of like a dc cw trailer did you see that uh no i don't think i I don't know if it's i don't know if it's like a fan made thing or something but um it's sort of like all of them in one place kind of sort of trailer and it just shows clips of all the shows it looks really cool okay yeah um Something that might not be slightly as relevant, but uh, FIFA 17 is getting like a story mode. You'll be able to play <laughs> as, um, what's the guy's name? I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, I don't think he's a real footballer. I've, no, I've right, not seen okay. him before. Um, and you'll kind of like go in his dressing room and pick dialogue options. And like if his season isn't going well, like if he isn't scoring and stuff, that will tailor the story, you know his agent saying you know the season's over that that kind of thing if you're scoring obviously <laughs> stuff's going to go better so as a football fan and as a fifa player that's really interesting to me yeah um, i just hope that they have enough branches to pick from hopefully you don't see any kind of repeated yes stuff. you're having a but, really um, bad bad season you're getting sold to some like you know yeah. third rate club <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing as well you can as, at the start you can just pick like man united and just go and play for them and like play up front with rooney so, yeah um but then of course you'll be controlling him so um that should be quite interesting yeah um, that's an intriguing idea i never thought you'd get a story mode in a fifa game that's that's fascinating yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more fresher than just playing as a team and then seeing like little news articles of players want to leave, sort their contract out. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have like scenes and dialogue options. Like there was like a a screenshot of like the press talking to you and you'll get like three options, almost like a telltale game kind of thing. And right. you'll maybe tailor the story that way. And then your agent will probably react to what you say, etc. Yeah. So you'll be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, that, yeah. that's really interesting. Mm. Um, next thing I... I've, Three more things. Um, VR games. I don't know if you've have you tried any? Yeah, uh, I've tried VR demos um, mm. more than anything else when I've been at shows and stuff. But I've not really tried any sort of you know proper VR games. Because it was shown, it's getting shown more heavily in like E3 and places like that. Yeah, um, I'm interested to try it. it sounds. I'm confused on some prices. Some are like three thousand pounds, and some are like four hundred pounds. Yes, 
device drained. So once all of it's out, I can maybe go from there and see what the best option is. Yeah. Um, but most of it seems to be better on PC. Um, I can understand why, because you know, games run better on PCs and stuff. But um, I'm quite interested to try some stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there is a, there is a PlayStation VR thing coming out, yeah. which yeah. I think will be the will end up being the standard, um, and hopefully will force the price point down because they are ridiculously expensive at the moment. So yeah, yeah. Um, I've got Nikita on here. I watched the first episode on Friday. Oh yeah. Um, it's a good little sort of action series. Um, hopefully it gets slightly better. Hopefully the story gets a little bit better, but uh, it's only the first episode. And um, it's also the same thing uh, with House of Cards. I started on Sunday. Very, very strong show. Yes. Great acting. Yeah. Um, seems like it might be kind of a politics sort of thing, which well, is sort of yes. my thing, but this <laughs> seems like, I don't know, seems like I might get along with it. Yeah. Kevin Spacey is very entertaining. Yes, Kevin Spacey is brilliant in that show. Um, and it is, it's all American politics, but um, mm. it's so well done and so well acted. It's its well worth watching. Yeah, um, so what have you been up to? Game-wise, I've finished the first, well, I've finished all the Nathan Drake games now. So I've been through Uncharted mm. 1 to 3 and then went through, I got through 4 fairly fairly quickly um, just because I, I spent some sort of quality time sat down and just played through it because it's such a solid game that um mm. they're they're really really good games those mm. so i've it's got an interesting little coda thing at the end of uncharted 4 as well it's it's one okay. of those things where it, it seems to have two or three kind of endings and you think it's ending and then there's a little bit that they add on and then a little bit that they add on so um <laughs> But he's really good. It's the the epilogue mm. to that is is really interesting. I then went sort of straight on to the Xbox and played Tomb Raider, yeah. um, which is essentially the same kind of gameplay. Yeah, it's Xbox's Uncharted. Yeah, it's fine, but the controls are nowhere near as tight as the Uncharted series, mm. um, which is kind of takes a little bit of getting used to. You know, you end up falling off things an awful lot more in that. It's just there there are things that it just doesn't feel quite as well honed and stitched together as as the uncharted series um which is a bit of a shame but you know it's fun and i've only just started playing that so i'm just kind of getting into that at the moment Mm. um see what i'm hoping happens is because i still want to play the playstation exclusives hopefully when this new playstation comes out they might lower the price at the playstation 4 yeah that'd be my chance that that i think will be very very likely there's going to be a lot of old playstations kind of coming out as the new technology comes out i suspect so what else did i do um yeah tell you the other thing i watched this week was the fantastic four movie oh, yeah the recent one <laughs> now this got slated like universally yeah, terribly and, yeah. and i'm not i'm not saying it's a brilliant movie because it isn't but i i don't quite understand why it was hated to the level that it seemed to have been and why it was slagged off to the level that it was it I mean, it's no worse than the last X-Men movie, as far as I can see. Yes, it's not really the Fantastic Four. It's a dramatically different take on those characters. And it, and it could have lightened up a bit. It could have done with a few more gags in it. But but it, it's, it's a perfectly serviceable, decent superhero film. You know, I mean, the origins yeah. are all different, and they played around with the characters quite a lot. So, it, I mean, it isn't the fantastic four as you know it but there's nothing wrong with it as a movie i i would urge if you've got like um sky movies i would and you've been avoiding it because of all the ratings it got 
I'd urge you to go and watch it if you were into superhero films, because um, I think it's absolutely fine. I, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what other fuss was about, other than the fact that it isn't what a lot of people expected it to be. It's not like you know, um, Fantastic Four out of the comic books. They've changed the characters an awful lot, um, and and it's it's not wonderfully constructed. It, it does dawdle a bit, and you don't get any real kind of full action until like the last. 20 minutes but it it's still a perfectly reasonable film you know i've seen a lot worse so <laughs> you know um mm. yeah i i think there are certainly some defensible things about that film i don't i i really don't understand why it got slated to the level it it did um but you know um so yeah go out go out and watch it if you've got like free access to it somewhere uh, mm. it's worth seeing yeah I'm still to see that and X-Men Apocalypse those are the only two yeah you see I, I, I would I would rate that at the same level as X-Men Apocalypse I mean X-Men Apocalypse maybe had a few more jokes in it but um, you know I, I I didn't really have any major issues in terms of you know I didn't watch Fantastic Four and think oh my god this is terrible because it it really wasn't I mean, mm. as I say, it's not, it's still not the best movie in the world and it's not up there with, you know, your Avengers or, you know, Ant-Man or that sort of thing. But it's a perfectly enjoyable couple of hours watch. I didn't have a problem with it at all. So, you know, yeah, I I would advise go out and, and watching that and judge for yourself. I don't think there was a huge problem, but don't expect it to be like the Fantastic Four from the comic books because it isn't. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, okay. but, yeah. Um, How long is it? Oh, I don't know. It was a couple of hours. Around two hours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. TV-wise, I think we've we've spoken about most about the stuff. As I say, I'm binge-watching my way through Billions at the moment, which is a great, great series. Uh, Game of Thrones I've been watching a lot of. Um, mm. You know, so it, it, there's, there's not... And, and then, you know, finishing off the um, things like Legends and that sort of stuff, which are coming to an end at the moment. So, uh, mm. as I say, I'll, I yeah. will be moving on to Netflix and Amazon, I think, for the foreseeable... <laughs> After this, yeah, yeah, I've still got plenty to watch, so yeah, no problems there. And yeah. I've got one of the biggest games ever made to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, you're, yeah. you're not going to be short of things. Nope. Okay, so uh, that's what we've been up to this week. Let's move on and do some TV and film news. Or actually, let's move on and do some TV, film, and gaming news this week. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to kick off the new segment with some uh, talk about E3, seeing as that started, uh, when did it start, Matt? It was... Uh, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Sunday, Monday. Yeah. So there's been a couple of major conferences so far. Yep. Uh, there's been the Microsoft presentation and the PlayStation presentation. I saw quite a lot of the Microsoft one. I've only had a brief chance to look through some of the PlayStation stuff, but uh, I sort mm. of pulled out a few keynotes of things they announced. But let's start with Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, so games they announced, Sea of Thieves, uh, State of Decay 2, Gears of War 4, Halo Wars 2 um, mm. were, were the, the key games I, I pulled out of that. Um, yeah. Sea of Thieves, I think, looks really interesting. It's, that looks fun. The, the um, demo with the what looks like the YouTubers <laughs> yeah, <laughs> playing yeah. the demo was uh, looked quite fun. Quite yeah, it's, arcade-y it's sort of, sort of um, it looks like basically an MMO set on a pirate ship where you get yeah. to kind of cluster together and, and you're, you, you kind of run the ship together. 
and you can fight other players by firing cannons and stuff and they can kind of sink and there's a there you know that if they try to sink you and you end up having to run down below deck and start hammering boards on to stop the ship from yeah, sinking. yeah fix the ship and that, yeah. that's quite um, funny mm. And and you can you can go to islands and like drop people off and you know there was a point where a group, the group had like sailed off and left one of the guys on the island and he's like don't leave me behind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that looks like great fun. Um, I'm mm. I'm quite looking forward to that because I haven't really got excited about an MMO for a very long time, and yeah. uh, I like the sort of piratey setting. I think that could be quite good fun, and and that that just looks like it could be a really good laugh. So um, yeah. I'm not sure when that is, but I think it might be summer because it seems like a sort of indie-ish type game. Yeah, um, possibly, yeah. possibly. Mm. I, I'll have to go and see if I can look up dates. That um, State of Ge- Decay Two. Uh, did you play the first one? I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, hopefully, this is a bit of an upgrade. Yeah. It sort of needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a bit sort of choppy. Was the first one, but thoroughly enjoyed it. Great sort of open world zombie game with um, you know like quests and or if you have a base that you have to build and things it's quite good yeah yeah i i mean i i entirely agree with you first state of decay game um it, it had a lot of potential to it and and the storyline you know was was quite good but i sort of wanted a, a little bit more of it mm. and uh you know it just needed polishing a lot more than it it was um it felt mm. like a little kind of indie game not something that came from microsoft studios you know yeah um from watching the the trailer that they opened up with and seeing kind of what that was, I was thinking like, let's say you had this exact same thing, but you have Walking Dead characters in there. That would be so so good yeah. to, to play as. Um, that would be that would be awesome. Like yeah. if you could yeah. sort of um, walk to the different sort of iconic Walking Dead locations and bump into the Walking Dead villains and stuff like that. Like there's plenty of characters there's, places to there, go around. There's got to be like um, you know a sort of walking dead mmo in the works somewhere there must be because i think there's it, like a couple of walking dead games in the works well there, yeah. there are so there what, are one of them. some games out there but it, it, you sort of feel like a, a big open world walking dead game would make sense you know mm. a big multiplayer open world game um yeah you know, like state of decay would would make perfect sense and i'm surprised it's not been announced yet but um i'm sure somebody must be playing with it yeah that was announced from for 2017 i think it was early 2017 they said right yeah yeah that i'm looking forward to that could be quite good fun gears of war 4 and halo wars 2 honestly not games that i really have anything to do with i don't know whether you um i'm big Gears of war fan i love that um not too keen on halo wars 2 it's not really my kind of thing but that that was cool to see but um excited for gears of war 4 yeah i suspect it's sort of more of the same i like what they're doing (laughs) with this one as well like um the way they ended three i like the way that they're kind of continuing it right because okay. um, i thought that they may continue it in a way i didn't want them to but i, I like what they're doing cool that's good yeah, yeah there I mean, was um recall as well which was september 10th given a date okay um i think forza horizon 3 september 27th um recall i'm really looking forward to you get like a grapple um you have like these different like robots and stuff okay. and when they you have like five different types of robots and they have like cores that can explode kind of thing um <laughs> but yeah that should be quite fun interesting okay yeah so that those were the sort of games that they came out with they also announced the xbox one s which mm. is a 
They made um, me think of the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, they totally nicked that off the iPhone. Um, yeah. So it's it's a forty um, percent slimmer. Does HDR gaming, four K Ultra HD video streaming, and four K Blu Ray, and has a two terabyte hard drive in it. Um, it's going on sale for two nine nine dollars in the US, which probably means it's going to be two hundred ninety nine quid over it because um, mm-hmm. that tends to be. It might be two fifty. Maybe. Yeah. If I saw it on Amazon yesterday for three fifty. So uh, yeah. it's ridiculous. That's completely yeah. ludicrous. Um mm. I mean I know there are, nice. uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean I know there are import taxes and that sort of stuff, but really, you know, um yeah. so there's that. And they also announced this Project Scorpio thing, which is is sounds like it's another kind of souped <laughs> up Xbox, and that's coming in Christmas because the, the Xbox One S is coming in August, and then there's this other Xbox that's coming out at Christmas next next year. Yeah, um, the things I don't get is like oh yeah, Christmas. Let's say let's say you go and buy the Xbox One S in August, and then why not just wait for another either year. wait for the Scorpio or wait another year and get the Xbox One S for cheaper, or just keep the Xbox One. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah. They have said that um, everything that is released will be compatible on all games, on all yeah. platforms. So so it, it will work on Project Scorpio, it will work on Xbox S, um, in, it will work on the X, normal Xbox One, and uh, in most cases it will work on Windows 10 as well. Because mm, they're doing um, because some stuff of, for that. Yeah. yeah, they've got this play everywhere thing, which means that they're cross-compatible on Windows and Xbox One with quite a I lot like of games, idea. which is great. Mm. Uh, they're also saying, much like it, actually with a lot of games on Steam, if you buy a game on Steam, you get the, the Windows and Mac version. Yeah. With With this... If you buy the Xbox One game, you will get the Windows 10 game for free. Or if you buy the Windows 10 game, you'll get the Xbox game for free. Which means it's going to... Like, I feel like they started a little bit of that with Quantum Break. Because if yes. you got Quantum Break on Xbox One, you got the PC version for free. Yeah. Which um, I finished the game before I even had a chance to try it on PC. So. <laughs> I, I've yeah. started that. I've got to go back to it yet. Uh, I may go mm. back and restart that But uh, when, I've, when I've done with Tomb Raider. But yeah... It, <sighs> It's. Um, I think that's a, that's a great idea, and it makes. I sense. think this is going to confuse some. I don't want to say casual gamers, people that don't know quite as much that are just wanting to get an Xbox to play FIFA or Call of Duty or whatever. They're going to go in the shop next year and see because there's actually four different ones now. Because there's the Xbox One, then there's the Xbox One Hybrid, which is like faster but has the same amount of space. Then the S and then the Scorpio. So it'll be four different ones. And I can just see a customer being like, what do why I is buy? there four different ones? Yeah. What do I buy? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, it, it does seem weird to confuse the range quite as much as they have done. Um, but I, I guess maybe this is their strategy moving forward. Maybe the strategy is to release new versions of, of the Xbox and keep everything compatible rather than completely upgrading the console. I mean, yeah. I, I guess at some point they'll move on to an Xbox two, but um, mm. who knows? But, but this seems to be their strategy for the next few years is to, to string this kind of out as, as much as they can. So and I do like I do like the whole Xbox Windows thing. I think that's a really really sensible idea because Microsoft has control over both. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, um, true. And, and such- I, I know a lot of people said, "Oh, it's there's no point in me buying an Xbox because I can play on PC." And like, what's the point of this? But it's like PlayStation only gamers still don't get these games, so it's not like it's going to be available on 
PlayStation no, as well. It's no, just exactly. taking advantage of their Windows 10 thing that they have. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's always slightly annoyed me that you know they could never get that to to work properly. I mean, the the Windows, um, the 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 whole gaming for Windows thing was a horrible, horrible mess. And, and and I think this is a much more sensible solution for it. It mm. just works a lot better. So they announced as well that uh, you'll be able to. They didn't give a date. It's it's available for preview members now, which I'm not a preview member. It's like basically a beta kind of thing um, that you'll be able to have background music, like when you're in your dashboard and stuff like that. <laughs> and there'll also be Cortana coming to Xbox One. Oh right, okay, interesting. So you can say, "Hey, Cortana, do this and that." Yeah. So, and it's going to have like better commands than what the Connect has at the moment. And you'll also be able to use that with your headset, so it won't require a Connect. Right. The only, okay. command, the only command that will still need to connect is the Xbox on, because your controller won't be on at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's quite good. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, that, that was the Microsoft stuff. Um, PlayStation, which, as, as I said, I had a brief look through just before we came on. They announced their PlayStation VR hardware for $399. Um, Interesting. Uh, that's coming 13th of October, which, mm. as we were saying earlier, the, the VR technology is horrifically expensive. I mean, the, the, is it the, um, the HTC system, which has like things on poles that go in the corner of the room and all that mm. sort of stuff. That's yeah. about 699 something like that. It's some outrageous <laughs> amount of money at the moment. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that this... See, I mean, one thing that we haven't talked about and won't talk about today is, is Nintendo. Um, but if I was Nintendo and, you know, you were the people that broke new ground with, you know, having um, movable controllers. See, if I, if I was Nintendo... I'd want to hit the ground and just say, here you are, here's our new system. It's entirely VR based and, um, you know, we're launching it at the standard console price. Mm. Uh, I mean, that yeah. that would be the leap forward I'd want to see from Nintendo to put them back in the game right now. Mm. Um, but I, you know, who knows whether that'll happen. Yeah, I think Nintendo, Nintendo should also, a lot of people suggested as well, that they should just make their games available on like yeah. Xbox and PlayStation because so many more people will buy them. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. So I, some yeah. people have even said like, don't make another Nintendo console, just like become game makers. Don't make any more consoles and just make your yeah. games for, um, you know, PC, Xbox, I PlayStation. Mean, that, that would be the other way to go. I, I think... Yeah. If you're going to release a console, it needs to be something massively groundbreaking again. And and given that VR is the big thing at the moment, and other people are releasing VR as add-ons to the current console, I think the sensible thing for Nintendo to do will just be to say it's a VR console and just release mm. the whole thing as as one. Um, yeah. But who knows? Yeah. Back to the PlayStation stuff. They released a, a new God of War game, which is based oh. around North mythology. Um, which I've not played any of the others, so I think the other ones are based on Greek mythology. So I think that's mm. that's a sort I of. Played one on a PSP. That's all I remember. Okay, <laughs> that's actually quite fun. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean this bad. this looked very good. It was sort of a um, a father and son kind of tracking something through a um, a jungle. So, uh, but it, that looked quite good. Uh, there's a a game called Days Gone, which is an open world action adventure set in the Pacific Northwest, starring a drifting bounty hunter named Deacon St. John takes place two years after a global disaster wipes out most of the Earth's population, transforming millions into zombie-like freakers. 
That's um, quite fun. So yeah, sounds a bit like State of Decay. Yeah, so. basically, yeah. Uh, PlayStation State of Decay. Yes, so that yes, seems to be that's their sort of game. Uh, there's a couple of other games: Horizon Zero Dawn, Detroit Becoming Human. I didn't get a chance to look at what exactly what those were. Uh, Final Fantasy which, Fifteen. Which one? Sorry, Horizon, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's like a dinosaur. You fight dinosaur robots as a lady with a bow and arrow that has different okay. types of <laughs> arrows. Um, they look really good. Uh, last um, time I saw it. And Detroit Becoming Human. I haven't seen that one yet. Don't know so. about that. Um, no. Final Fantasy 15 VR. So apparently right. this is a VR version of the Final Fantasy coming. And uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I'm so over Call of Duty games. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did announce that they are, are releasing th- the three original Crash Bandicoot games remastered. Oh. Cool apparently which yeah. uh that's that's a nice little thing that pops up in um uncharted 4 where uh your your wife bets you that uh, something like the you you're talking about something and she says well you know i will give you this if you can beat me on this game and you get this original playstation boot up and, and a copy of crash bandicoot comes into game oh, i'm cool. assuming it's the full game i don't know or at least the first level so <laughs> that uh yeah that sounds cool yeah um, so you it's nice a little, little game within a game thing which is quite nice and there was also uh a game called death standing death stranding sorry um which will please a lot of fans because it opens on the trailer with a butt naked digital version of norman Reedus right. from the walking dead i didn't really okay. quite get what the game was about from that but they they obviously mm. thought that that was the way to get people to spread the video around <laughs> Yeah, Norman Reedus. He's Norman, uh, Norman Reedus completely man. naked in a digital form on that. Um, so mm. yeah, they, uh, the, the, there's that coming, and they also announced uh, Insomniac making a new Spider-Man game, which, from the bits of footage I've seen, actually looks really good. Uh, Is that a exclusive? I'm I'm not sure, not sure with that, or whether it's going to be. It may very well be. A lot of the time, when they call these things out, they tend to be exclusive games. So I don't yeah. know. Mm. Uh, hope hopefully not. I mean. I'm guessing, I'm guessing if it's licensing through Marvel, which it will have to be, they're going to want it on every platform, I would have thought. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why it was so strange with the Tomb Raider deal that happened. It was... Yeah, Because you look at something odd. like Tomb Raider, which would be a third-party game, um, so to do the same thing again would be strange. Um, and I think Sony sort of saw would have seen how the Tomb Raider deal went down. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting that it got exclusively announced at the PlayStation game. So I, as I say, we, mm. I, I only briefly got a chance to look through this before we came on. So I'm not entirely sure with that, but um, I, I, yeah, it did get announced at the PlayStation conference. Oh, the PlayStation conference itself was kind of odd because there wasn't an awful lot of talking. There was just like, it was game after game after game. So mm. Yeah. So yeah, that okay. was kind of interesting. Um, we'll try and keep you updated. Uh, we may do a, a bit of an update next week if anything kind of interesting comes out during the week on on uh, E3 that we think you might want to know about. There's also um, two Xbox indie games that are coming out very soon. One's on June 29th, which is in like two weeks or something. Um, it's just called Inside. It's from the makers of Limbo. Right. Okay. And I've been I've been waiting for that for quite a while. So to see June 29th was very exciting. Um, and We Happy Few, which is like a a game about, it seemed like um, everyone's like forced to kind of be happy 
and like you have these happy <laughs> pills and right. there was like the character walked up to another character and saw that they were like upset and she's like we have a downer call the police she's like don't you want to take my um happy pills it was like everyone has like a i don't know it's strange and creepy but yeah. it was fun. <laughs> ah, okay oh well and no, he, no he, one's to go and, and they got the police chasing after him and everything because he's because he's not happy. his crime is a downer yeah. it was weird Ah. Yeah, that looks interesting. Yes, that, um, that sounds suitably off the wall for my gaming taste. It? I might go and have a look at that. July 29th, I think it was. Yeah. So quite soon. So, yeah. Interesting. So yes, that's that's all the E3 stuff for this week. In other TV news, we'll just kick off with Top Gear ratings again. Quick mention on this, because we did talk about this last week. Um, mm. We, uh, you know, because they were, they were hailing these huge numbers uh, for, for the first episode final consolidated numbers were actually lower than what chris evans was spouting uh it was uh, 6.42 million uh with a 28.8 percent consolidated share which is that's all the numbers after they throw in things like iplayer and everything after the you know at the end of the the week basically okay uh, and that's fairly respectable however the second episode consolidated numbers 3.98 million 18.35 percent audience share that's the lowest rating for the show in 10 years uh, <laughs> that that's not good <laughs> so um yeah i mean you, you you're heading towards having lost half the audience uh, by the second episode um so that's not great i mean we knew there'd be audience drop off but i i don't think they wanted it quite to be that low uh i haven't checked what evans has actually gone back and said about this yet but i'm yeah. sure he's got an opinion on it so probably uh, yeah how many has it been just two uh they've the three third episode went out on sunday um okay but the, there is this argument where he basically came out and said you know they're spouting the overnight ratings and the overnight ratings are basically worthless and i i'm at some of the magazines and you know the people that do the polling are saying no they're not no they're not we should be talking about it and it's like well <laughs> ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The, the thing is that's not how people watch tv these days so i'm i don't really yeah. want to talk too much about the overnight ratings because i don't think they're that valuable particularly on a bbc show where advertising isn't an issue you know it, it's more about the consolidated ratings for those sort of shows um the, the overnights aren't really that important um mm. for a bbc show so we'll know next week if it's dropped any further or whether it's gone back up or because th there are other factors like um football games on uh, obviously at the moment because the euros are on and there were there were events and things like the queen's birthday and that sort of stuff that you know yeah. happen around so you know mm. pe people are doing other things and if the weather's nice which it isn't at the moment it's throwing it down but <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll i wonder see what how the more. uh 
grand is it the grand tour i wonder how that will do compared to this i i i don't know that's going to be extremely interesting and i, mm. I don't Especially know whether we'll it's ever know. amazon as well so yeah. it's a subscription thing yeah i don't so, i mean i i don't know whether we'll ever know how well that does unless it does well because i'm not sure how much amazon will want to release numbers because netflix don't release any numbers at all They're not mm. even to the people that make the shows that That's you know that netflix <laughs> netflix very 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 tightly guard how much you know any information that gets out they you know you know your show's successful if it's been renewed basically they don't actually yep. tell you how well it's doing which is kind of interesting and i don't know mm. whether amazon will be the same but uh you know they're, they're going to keep the numbers a fairly closely guarded thing i would have thought unless it's absolutely trancing everything and then they make <laughs> make a big sign yeah. dance about sure it do, is doing well look at these numbers <laughs> yeah it's not so. doing well let's keep it a secret <laughs> yes so um so yeah we'll we'll keep an eye on it and just see whether it drops any more for for its third episode when the consolidated figures come in next week Moving on, uh, Nashville season five has been picked up again in the the, uh, US. (laughs) As we mentioned, I think a few weeks ago, Nashville had been dropped by ABC, but despite having shot two different endings, one that would wrap everything up nicely and one that was a cliffhanger, they went, well, we think we can sell it somewhere else and we're so confident we're going to air the cliffhanger ending. Um, So that's what they did. Um, And they were right because they've managed to sell it to CMT, which is the country music, television channel in the US which is the perfect place for it really Um, Mm. they'd already funded the writers room had a story mapped out uh, with the two new showrunners it's actually a sort of combined deal so it will go out on CMT and also on Hulu in the US no news about whether that will do anything to the deal over here but there's no reason to think that it will go anywhere other than Sky Living assuming season four goes over okay on Sky Living um, mm. who have just bought who got the series off more for this year so yeah, there's no reason to think that it won't stay there because the international distribution is from Lionsgate who make the show not from the network that runs it in the US I thought they might get picked up Yeah, I just couldn't really see it not being picked up it yeah, just seems I, a bit too popular and and it seems like a sensible place for it. And there was a lot of people behind it. And, you know, I, there, there may be some cash changes and stuff coming up, but uh, just because, you know, money and stuff. But <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. In other pickups, the X-Men TV series Legion, which we mentioned before, that's now been picked up by Fox in the UK. It's actually run by uh, FX Productions and Marvel. So it's a it's a co-production between Fox and Marvel. But Fox Networks are handling the international distribution. So it's going out in 125 countries on a day and date premiere. So that basically means that it will air hours uh, of the US broadcast. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So much like Walking Dead does actually. I mean Walking, mm. Walking Dead's like next day or you know it's it's under 24 hours I think when it airs over here. Um, mm. so, and they've done the same with Outcast. They're doing the same with Wayward Pines as well. Uh, so, you know, all those shows, they've done deals to get them as close to the U S as they possibly can. This series, uh, stars Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey as David Haller. He's a teenager who struggles with mental illness, diagnosed with schizophrenia, but then starts to realize that, um, the voices he's hearing in his head and the visions that he sees might actually be real. In the comic books, 
the character of David Haller is the son of Professor X and uh, I can't remember the woman's name, somebody Haller. And they had this sort of affair and he was the product of it, which explains why he has this sort of psychic ability. It's created mm. by Noah Hawley and they are saying that it's set in the Marvel's X-Men franchise, interestingly, which is slightly different to what it's earlier good. reports had said which was saying it was setting a sort of alternative world. And I don't know whether that's correct or whether that's an assumption by the PR person that wrote the press release and it's actually not right. So I, I'm, we'll, we'll see when it gets released, but uh, it may or may not be part of, part of the actual X-Men world. I don't know yet. Okay. Looking forward to that. Should be interesting. Yes. More superhero stuff. So. More superhero stuff and oh, kind of interesting girl, superhero stuff. But sometimes you can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got a bit of a roundup of some of the DC shows because there's been a load of DC news this week. On Gotham, they announced that uh, Vicky Vale will be coming to the show. So uh, Vicky Vale, of course, is the reporter that is love interest for Bruce... Uh, later on won't be love interest for Bruce on this version of the show because she's supposed to be in her late 20s and that okay. would be very yeah. creepy yeah. <laughs> mm. how, so, old, how old is Bruce at this point like um 15 maybe yeah yeah so, so that would be roughly, quite roughly wrong. like roughly like Carl's age on Walking Dead that kind of yes he's that sort of age roughly, he's 15 yeah. 16 yeah. I guess so yeah. yes uh won't be a love interest for Bruce but he's kind of this sort of intrepid young reporter that that uh, that comes to Gotham. They've also said that there will be a young villainess who uses a sexuality to entrap men and a villain who learns people's secrets to manipulate them and do his bidding. The, the second one sounds very much like it's probably Mad Hatter, Jarvis Tetch. The young villainess who uses sexuality to trap women, the suggestion is that it's a character called Siren, that he's actually from the Batman 66 TV show, which is possible. Um, I did wonder okay. if it's maybe a proto version of Poison Ivy as well. I know there's a little girl on the show who... Is, She's like hardly in the show. Yeah. Um, um, little but, Poison Ivy. But they've implied yeah. that that little girl that's called ivy is probably going to grow up to be poison ivy but yeah. knowing how they like to play with characters and stuff i did wonder whether this character is a sort of other version of of the poison ivy character maybe i don't know i that was just a thought that kind of came to me but so yeah some interesting casting coming up there moving on to yeah, watching Go on. the gotham season for life tonight so ah yes yeah, it's good goes. it's good yeah. Uh, I was told I need to pay close attention at the end, so I'll see what that's about. Yes, yes, you do. Um, okay. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow, they've announced that there is a Vixen joining the team, but it won't be Megalyn Achikawuki, who is the woman who played Vixen on uh, Arrow and also voiced her in the cartoon series because unfortunately she's tied up on a feature film whilst they're filming the next season of Legends. So yeah. given that it's a time travel show, obvious solution, and, and the character gets her power from a magical totem, the obvious solution is to go back to one of the previous people that had the totem before her. So that's what they're going to do. So it will be a character called Vixen, but it will be somebody pulled out of an earlier timeline. That's okay. That's the plan. Time travel. Yes, time travel. <laughs> Yay. Uh, they've also said that there are going to be a lot of Justice Society of America characters who are going to be on the show next season. This includes uh, J. Patrick Adams, who is in Suits, um, plays the lead in Suits. He's apparently playing Our Man. One thought I also had was, 
the finale of Flash introduced Jay Garrick, the actual Jay Garrick. Um, And he is a key member of the JSA. So I do wonder if maybe they'll move that version of um, Jay Garrick Flash across onto Legends. um, Yeah. As, as a I think they should um, member of the team change the cast up a little bit in uh, Legends. Well, it, it sounds like they are going down that route, so that mm. that sounds likely. And there is a potential to uh, tie-in from Legends to Supergirl, which I will come across in a sec. Oh. As we mentioned last week, if we move on to Supergirl, uh, mentioned last week, Superman is going to be cast on Supergirl for the opening two episodes. We did talk a bit about whether Tom Welling would do it. Apparently somebody did ask him that question and he said he would need some warning before stepping into the cape again, uh, which for me is code for, so he has time to put down the pies and go and get him shape. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yes, I don't think he's particularly good at the moment, but, you know, I'm sure Mm. that that skin tight lycra shows off quite a lot, I would say. So, so yes, I think he, he's feeling that maybe he needs to get in a bit better shape if he is going to do it. Um, whether that was that the Superman not, from Smallville? That's the Superman from Smallville, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Whether that will happen or whether they'll go for somebody entirely new, I, I don't know. But uh, I, I would quite like Tom Welling um, I, in that role. I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, yeah. here was, here's the, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow Time. There's a character called Snapper Carter that's been bought into uh, by Cat grant to revitalize the newsroom at catco part of the reason for doing that is to cover the fact that clarissa flockhart is going to have a reduced role in the show by the sounds of it next season because she doesn't want to spend like long shooting periods up in vancouver so she's going to come up and do like two or three day blocks to shoot and then go okay. back to LA again because all the shooting came to Vancouver from LA this season. So it sounds like that this character may come in and and be a kind of replacement for her when they need it. But in the comic books, Snapper is a close friend of our man's. And we know our man is turning up on Legends of Tomorrow. Now that may be a coincidence, but given that it's the Blantiverse, I don't believe that is a coincidence. There must be a reason for that and them picking that particular character i would have said okay so there is a crossover there that it'd be interesting to see how that plays out uh they've also announced lena luther who is sister of lex luther is being added to the cast uh she leaves metropolis for national city to get out from under the shadow of her brother apparently i don't blame her yeah no absolutely um and uh nick farrow who's a journalist and son of a famous reporter farrow ruffled cara's feathers at catco but finds the hero who's in himself might come out the more time he spends with her so i maybe a potential love interest possibly i don't know Mm. but uh yeah he's he's another new character they've also said that there is a police detective called maggie um from the description sounds like it's a character called maggie sawyer uh lesbian detective heading up the metahuman focused branch of the national city police uh in the comics she was in a long-term relationship with kate kane who is batwoman in the comic books yeah that's cool so you that's drawing you slightly closer to maybe getting a Batman character in there. And um, Mm -hmm, there's also a character called the Doctor, who is a mysterious character, who is the villainous female lead scientist on Project Cadmus. Project Cadmus being this sort of wacky science experiment uh, and the people that are responsible for cloning um, Superman and creating Superboy. There's a lot of potential if you're going to introduce Project Cadmus into the system as well, into the show. Um, yeah, 
and you may end up with a Superboy on the show next season. Mm. So. I've been reading the um, DC Rebirth stuff. That seems to have uh, shown me a lot of characters. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I suspect they may tie the shows in more closely with the Rebirth characters as well. That would be quite good. So yeah. that yeah. would sort well. of make sense um, mm. to do a bit more of that. So, yeah. um, But we'll, we'll see where that goes. So that's everything for the news this week. Uh, next up, we have an interview. So the interview this week is with production designer Pete Oswald. The interesting thing is Pete worked primarily on uh, animated features. So uh, unlike um, other production designers we talked to, this is kind of a very different sort of skill set. He's responsible for some of the designs of the characters and uh, lighting and set design. His most recent uh, work has been on the Angry Birds film, but he's also worked on uh, Madagascar, Escape to Africa, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2, Hotel Transylvania, and uh, Paranorman, which earned him an Annie Award, which is the sort of one of the big animation awards. He also worked quite extensively on the Ricky Gervais show when they turned the podcast into sort of animated uh, things. Uh, worked quite a lot on that, so worked with Ricky on that which is was just great and very very funny he's a really nice guy to talk to so here's the interview with with pete we talked quite a bit about the angry words movie and about his work on um just cloudy with the chance of meatballs which i i love it's a great film so here's pete uh we'll talk to you afterwards with a few air date updates hi pete how are you doing hi dave i'm great thank you for um for reaching out and and uh and setting this up i'm really excited to talk to you no, it's it's good. We, it's nice to get people from other areas of the industry on. You know, do you want to just give a bit about your your background to start off with? Yeah, yeah. So I am, you know, the production designer for the Angry Birds movie. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I've worked in in, in animation um, for the last 15, 15 years. Uh, worked on films like uh, Madagascar Two. Um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Hotel Transylvania, Paranorman. You know, I've worked from everywhere from stop motion um, to 2D animated films, uh, directed a, a short um, a few years ago, and all the way to, you know, big theatrical releases, you know, like, like Angry Birds that are uh, CG based. Um, so I have, a, you know, a, a kind of a wide appreciation for um, animation and all the filmmaking in general, but specifically animation is what I went to school for. And, and um, I'm, a, I'm an artist at heart. You know, I kind of drew and painted my entire life uh, growing up and, you know, it just kind of fell into this industry. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's something great to, to do what you love, you know, for a living. Yeah. Yeah. You're, um, you're LA based. Uh, I am. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Are you, LA. are you LA native or? I am, I'm not. I'm originally from Salt Lake city, Utah and came out here in the, in the late nineties to go to school and, and never came back. You know, the, the, <laughs> The joke of my family is I became a Californian in five minutes. So it's, you know, it's <laughs> well, you get there in the weather and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't beat it, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here with my family and, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you've, you've been drawing from a, a young age. How did you end up kind of falling into to film production? I came from a, a family of artists. My mother was a, was an art teacher and she used to uh, teach, uh, lessons from our basement. So I just, you know, would always grow up drawing and painting and everything. And then I, um, when it came time to apply for colleges, I, you know, I, I didn't really notice that, that my stuff had a, a kind of an animated feel. And then 
I didn't really even think about it. And I started looking at schools and I was like, Oh, that's a job. Like I can do that for money, you know? So I, I looked into a few, um, a few schools and, and, and came out to Loyola Marymount and they had a really small animation program at the time. Uh, it's much bigger, bigger now, but, um, studied, studied, um, all sorts of uh, animation techniques and, you know, 2D to, to CG and, and got my degree and, um, was lucky enough to get hired out of, out of school to work at Cartoon Network. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you're approaching something like the Angry Birds movie how did you get in first of all how did you get involved with that through friends of friends you know the industry is, is so small and, and i had a, a, um, a few really early on meetings with the producer john cohen who's kind of lead, leading the charge on this on this film and and you know we we kind of talked about the philosophy of the you know design and look of the uh, of the movie and, and kind of what just personally we like and you know things aligned and 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 the fit the fit felt good um so i decided to to come over and 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 work on the film and, and, you know, the, immediately when I, when I read the script, when I saw the cast who's involved, I said, you know, I, I gotta be involved in this because it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a gamer myself, but I became addicted to the Angry Birds game, uh, about, I don't know, you know, right when it came out. Um, yeah. and little did I know that that was going to be, you know, great research, uh, <laughs> From, you know, two years later, I'd, I'd be hired on to, to, to design the film. Um, so it turned out to be, you know, all that, all that wasted time of, of playing video games <laughs> turned out to be great research. <laughs> That's great. Sat on the sofa, like your wife asking you to help with stuff. Need to yeah, yeah. Go, go, go change the baby. Nope. Sorry. I, I got to get three stars on this, uh, on this level, you know? Uh, so yeah, it, it turned out, turned out to be good. <laughs> So can you explain a bit about what your, your actual job in, entails yeah. regards to um, production design for animation? So, because, um, you yeah. know, we, we had uh, we had this conversation when we when we spoke to the the live action production designer about sort of it's one of those titles that you see on something and like, I have no idea what that person does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, of course, yeah. and, and, it, and it all differs from every production and animation is much different than, than live action. You yeah. know, but at the end of the day, as a production designer, I'm responsible for the overall look of the film. You know, I work really closely with the directors and the producers to select the style um, to visually tell the story, you know, so through drawings and paintings, my team and I create the atmosphere and the emotion that supports the script. Um, so anywhere from the design of the characters to the design of the, the world, the different sets, the lighting, um, you know, we, we, myself and my team all, all create that, you know, animation is different in that as, a, as opposed to live action, you go out and you just start, you start shooting and, and you have, you have, trees are there or the backgrounds there, you know, like there, there's some somewhat environment already established in animation. You have to create everything from scratch. Yeah. You have to, you have to draw the, the blades of grass, the little, the little pebbles. You have to think about things that the audience won't hopefully think about when they're viewing it. It'll just, they'll feel it and, and, and they'll, they'll feel immersed and, and, you know, part of the world. So in, in your particular case, you're, are you starting on paper and are, are you actually doing stuff on computer yourself or? Yes. Yeah. I, I do a lot of the, um, kind of a conceptual design. So I'll take, um, you know, kind of the first pass of, of, of a lot of the, the sets. And then we have a, you know, really talented character designer. Her name is Francesca Natalia, who, who designed all the characters for the film. Um, but I, a lot of times I'll do, you know, a, a, a kind of first conceptual pass and then hand it off to my team and then we'll, you know, we'll refine it from there. So it's, you know, kind of 
starting starting from the top and then you know refining as we go go through the different stages yeah yeah so what sort of what tools are you actually using just from a from a nerdy kind of <laughs> no no so i um i i started i usually I will, I will start drawing in photoshop and i use i have a cintiq and i you know and, and it's like a you know it's basically you're drawing on your screen yeah which you know kind of replaced uh, <laughs> um drawing on paper i still i still sketch and i still do like little little um comps of uh, pencil sketches and everything that that's the easiest and the quickest way to get uh, an idea out of my head. Yeah. But ultimately I'll, I'll move, I'll move to the computer and just and start sketching there. You know, the, the computer has become so interactive and so um, you can, you can do so many different things as far as textures, you can make it look like a, like a pencil. And, you know, so it, it for, especially for production purposes, for something that needs to be done quickly and that, and then that it's editable. You can change the color of it. You can do. You can you tweak it fast. The Photoshop is is what we use to do all the initial drawings and, and paintings. Um, and then from there it goes to you know a, a CG modeler um, who can who can you know take that model and 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 model it from there. Um, and then that that kind of starts the the pipeline. Yeah. Of, of going to to production. Yeah. Do you find working on an existing IP is more complicated than bringing up something from scratch? Because obviously there is a certain amount of stuff which is already there for Angry Birds. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. And I think that that was the biggest challenge on this project was, um, you know, creating the Angry Birds world was, you know, we taking an established brand and making a movie that looks fresh yet still recognizable. And and because the brand is... is is so iconic, you know, we, we had to pay homage to that and we had to make sure that uh, people could recognize it and, yeah. but, but would see it for something, uh, you know, more than what, what the game, the game was that this was, these, these were living, breathing, walking, talking characters, as opposed to the little round balls that are in the game that, you know, they make little sound effects, but they don't really talk. And, um, you know, the basic storyline was set up, you know, in the game, you know, the, the pig yeah. steel, the eggs from from the birds which ultimately became the the storyline for the for the script but you know there's so many so many more layers of ri richness and complexity that, that that were added on top of that as well as working on the angry birds uh film there's a there's a couple of other projects you you worked on cloudy with the chance of meatballs yes it's a movie i i love uh just just insane um ridiculous film but so yeah, wonderful yeah. so so wonderful uh that was uh phil lord and uh, christopher miller with the with the guys around that weren't they um how was yes. that experience how because you uh, that was that was a really really fun experience um i mean working with chris and phil the, the those guys are are so creative and so uh, open to new ideas and they collaborate great um and and they really have a great sense of uh, there's a point of view behind behind their comedy and behind the, their storytelling um which which i love i love watching you know films where you can tell that like oh that those guys directed that film like you, you know their sense of humor and you know it. yeah um so and 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 the design you know on the film was something that, that we really pushed yeah uh you know doing doing really cartoony things and simplifying shapes and stuff that hadn't quite been done at a, at a cg feature level then 
um, which you'll, you, I think, you know, you see, see a lot more of that after that film came out, but, uh, you know, I think it was really groundbreaking for me personally, it was, it was just so much fun to work on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a stunning looking movie and, and just a brilliant plot. And, and yeah, I, I, I really love that film. It's just brilliant. Um, you also worked on the Ricky Gervais show as well. I did. I did. Yeah. I had a, a fun little, little stint on that, um, designing some, some backgrounds and stuff, but, uh, you know, Gervais is, is so hysterical and, you know, taking those podcasts and turning them into an animated, animated show is, was, was so much fun and, you know, brought, brought so much life, uh, to, to those stories and everything. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Were you, what were you responsible for, for on that? Were you doing uh, any designed, of the characters? Uh, I did not design the characters. Um, I designed a lot of the, a lot of the backgrounds, um, okay. for it. So, but yeah, a lot of the color styling and the, and the, and the, and the different sets they go to, you know, they travel, yeah. travel throughout never, they always cut to a new area, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it was for the backgrounds. Yeah, it was, uh, that, that was, again was, was a great show. The podcasts were brilliant, but that, that just added that <laughs> lovely little extra element to it. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. And you were a character designer on, um, the second, uh, Mag Madagascar movie as well. Yeah. 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 That, that was my first intro to the feature film at, at DreamWorks. And, um, you know, I learned so much on that production and, and, you know, such a, such a well-known brand and, you know, everybody knows, knows Madagascar knows those characters and everything. So it was, you know, it was a great, great way to kind of start, start my career in the feature world and, uh, meet, meet, you know, tons of amazing, great artists and, um, just, you know, kind of kick off, kick off my career. Any particular characters you designed for that um, one? I worked a lot on, uh, uh, Alex's father, uh, he's the lion, you know, right. and, and, uh, um, some of the, uh, the other hippos, um, <laughs> some of the other, the other drafts that they meet, you know, which is, you know, a lot of, a lot of the kind of the secondary characters, because, uh, this was my first film, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as a junior artist, you don't get to, you know, work on the, um, the main characters, so to speak. Um, so it was a lot of the, the kind of the, the secondary and tertiary characters. Where does your sort of artistic inspiration tend to come from? Um, do you have other artists that you look at or, you know, yeah, other people that yeah. inspire I mean, you? For, for me, I'm inspired like every day, you know, just walking down the street and, and seeing, seeing somebody, seeing, seeing a cool character that you walk by or that, you know, that's, that's driving in the car next to you or something, you know, so it's, you know, life in particular is, uh, is inspiring, um, specifically people, uh, for, for me. Um, but as far as like artists, you know, like I always been a, a huge fan of, uh, of M Sassic, you know, he, he makes these, all the, the children's literature books and, and designs them so well. Mir Miroslav Sassic, um, is, is, is a huge, you know, inspiration. Yeah. Um, Mary Blair, who, who started at, at, at Disney and she, her color styling is, just phenomenal. Um, Tom Orb, who was a, who was a character designer for the early Disney days. Um, Ward Kimball also is a big, big influence. Um, he was a, he was an animator, one of the nine old men from, from Disney, uh, just his, his expressiveness and, um, and willing to, to, to refine a drawing and make it, make it simplistic and graphic, uh, is, you know, something that I, that I really gravitate towards. Yeah. Do you, um, cause you, you were on Angry Birds for what, four years? Almost four years. Yeah. It's like three and a half. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a long haul. I mean, these, these films take so long, you know, there's, there's a small army of, of artists working to create these films, yeah. um, which is just amazing to me. Do you ever get kind of slightly fed up with being on, on one project for so long? Would you like to go into shorter projects? There, 
You know, it's, it's good to take little breaks. I try to do, um, fine art and on, on kind of on the side that, that, that breaks up the, some of the, um, kind of day in and day out. But to be honest with, with working on these, these films, there's so much to do that it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, you, you're, you, you either designing a, a location or you're designing a character, or you're designing a prop or you're figuring out the lighting or the color script for it. So there's, there's all these other, you know, even though it's in, in the same film, there's a bunch of other little, little jobs that, you know, require you know, a lot of, a lot of attention. So it doesn't quite feel like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just drawing circles and I'm drawing the same thing over and over <laughs> and over. And so it, there's, there's ways to just keep it, um, keep it fresh and, and new. Yeah, that, that's good. I mean, I, four years is a long time on one project. <laughs> yeah, it, it can. Yeah. It, it can be a, a really, really long haul, but you, you know, you, that's why you, I love being around the artists here in the studio that, that inspire you and that they, they push you to get better. Cause if you didn't, you know, if you were kind of working in a vacuum, working by yourself, it's easy to get stuck in the monotony. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a few more general questions. What's the best piece of advice anybody's ever given you? Never be satisfied with, with your, with your work. You know, um, I think that no matter, no matter what, what you're doing creatively, it's that little voice inside us that tells you that, that it can always be better. You know, um, I, there's many times where I'll sit down at the drawing board and do a drawing and, 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 and look at it and be like, I hate it. I sucks. <laughs> you know? and so very, very rarely do I come back the next day and be like, Oh, that, that, that I like that. Or, or Lisa had as a perspective. It's, I think it's, it's constantly, um, you know, pushing yourself and, 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 you know, it's, it's good to be, to, to know when something works and, and to, to, to realize that, but also to have that, yeah. um, that push to, to kind of, you know, to make it better. Yeah. Well, there's, there's that old quote about, um, uh, artwork is never finished. It's only ever abandoned. <laughs> it's very true. It's, you know, it, it is, it, you know, there, there's a time where it's just like, well, I know this isn't finished, but I have to be done with it. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, my, my background is in web development and, uh, I, that's the worst thing about building websites is, um, you know, when, when you've got a print deadline for something, it has to stop and go to a printer with <laughs> right. a website, a client will sit and tinker for just, you know, yes. continuously with it. It's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to making an animated film. That's the same. You know, there's, that's, that's just part of, part of, part of the gig. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's such a pain. Um, what would you say is the most interesting experience you've had in your work career? You know, I, I would say on this, on this job, working as a production designer of, of, of Angry Birds for sure, because, because this is such, it is definitely the biggest brand that I've ever worked for. Yeah. Um, and, and I was really curious to see how we would translate it into, into a film and make it, make it funny and make it enjoyable for, experience for for the audience to, to come to. So I think that like that was creating this film, working with, like I said, a small part of a small, small army of artists uh, everywhere from, from here in um, LA to, you know, the production was done up in Vancouver. And we, we kind of had a satellite production where we had artists, you know, working everywhere uh, at, at some point. So it's, you know, the, it was really a, a cool experience to, to have all these creative ideas come together and, and create this one movie. Yeah. 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 If you weren't working 
in the industry you're working now, what do you think you'd be doing? I'd probably be down at Third Street Promenade on the pier drawing caricatures <laughs> of people. <laughs> I don't know, you know, um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's something I would have to do doing something artistic. Uh, but yeah, figuring, selling, selling some paintings or, or doing, doing something, uh, um, artistically fun to, to somewhat pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing next? What's your um, next that's, a good, that's a really good question. We're kind of in the, in the midst of figuring that out. If, if they green light a, a sequel, I'll, I'll stay on to help develop that. If not, we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm going to firstly, just, just take a break, um, <laughs> taking like a month off and just kind of relaxing with the family and stuff. And it's important to get, you know, to, to rejuvenate and, and to, to get your kind of feet back underneath you. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so a couple of final questions. We cover a lot of TV shows on the site. So um, first of all, are there any TV shows you've been watching at the moment? Uh, or what, what are your favorite shows? Uh, Game of Thrones by far. Yeah. Uh, like hands down. I mean, that last episode, I don't want to uh, oh, no. for, for anybody. But um, I mean, I just I love the, uh, the storyline of that. And artistically, the production design of that of that film is just spectacular. And seeing all those different locations they go to, all the different characters and the special effects and and then the the intricacies of the going into that it's just it's i can't believe that it's, that it's a tv show yeah. first place you know? yeah no it, it looks like a movie every week which is crazy it's yeah phenomenal and there's always just something new like oh wow i can't believe you know that that character just got killed or whatever you know so it's uh it's yeah that's that's definitely um on the, on the top of the list right now and is there any show um, out there at the moment that you'd like to be involved with? I mean, I, I would not to go back to the same 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 answer, but I mean, Game of Thrones for sure. Just to <laughs> see some conceptual artwork that they that they create um, and and the thought that goes into that into the design um, is would be would be amazing to be be a part of. Uh, and and I just it, I mean, it's mind baffling, you know, because I, I don't I, I come from a world of, of purely animation. And so the live action part of it is very intriguing to me. And, and then how they mix all the VFX and um, and, the, you know, and the live acting and everything together is, is phenomenal. And they do such an incredible job with that show. It's it's amazing. So <laughs> awesome. Just want to say thanks for, for coming on. I love your Angry Birds um, things that you've got behind you as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got Red and Chuck right behind me. <laughs> Very good. But uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, you reaching out. And um, yeah, I love, love, love the show. So I appreciate no, it. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us. It's been great. Um, so yeah, come ne next time you've got film out, um, come on and talk again. <laughs> that would be fantastic thanks david all right brilliant cheers okay. bye cheers bye so that was the interview with pete hope you really enjoyed that um angry birds i think he's still in cinemas at the moment if you were looking for something to do well it's chucking it down with rain out here uh and you want to take the kids along that'd be great uh or go go and dig out your cloudy with a chance of meatballs dvd because that's just such a brilliant movie so hope you enjoyed all that here's some air date updates air date info this week we have just announced today, hot off the press, uh, American Gothic, which is a uh, show coming uh, to Amazon Prime Instant. It's uh, one of the shows on um, 
CBS. It's one of their summer shows. It's about an affluent Boston family called the Hawthorns who discover shocking secrets from their past and present reveal one family member may be linked to a string of grisly murders and maybe a serial killer. So that sounded kind of interesting. It's coming to Amazon Prime Instant on 23rd of June, that. Um, Quite soon. Yeah, so yeah. pretty soon. That sounds like it could be quite good. There is a show called Living in the Dead coming, uh, first season of that coming to BBC One on the 28th of June. Stars Colin Morgan from Merlin and Humans, uh, Charlotte Spencer from Line of Duty and Glue. Uh, it's a supernatural drama from the writer of Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes. It's about a brilliant young couple who inherit a farm and determined to start a new life together, but their presence in this isolated corner of England starts to unleash strange and unsettling, dangerous supernatural phenomena, which is a threat to their marriage. Okay. I mean, I like Colin Morgan, uh, Ashley Farrow, who's the writer as well, is really good. I mean, Life on Mars mm-hmm. and Ashes to Ashes were just great series. So that could be kind of interesting. What happened to, um, is that E4's glue? That you mentioned, um, Charlotte Spencer. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to that. No, don't know. It just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Motive season four coming to the Universal Channel on the seventeenth of July at nine pm. That's the uh, Canadian detective series coming back. There is a great show also coming to Universal, Mr. Robot, which it has been up until now Amazon Prime exclusive. Season one of Mr. Robot is coming to Universal. So if you haven't got Amazon Prime, go and watch this 21st of July, Thursday, 21st of July at 9 p.m. It's absolutely brilliant. Stars Rami Malik and Christian Slater as uh, Rami Malik plays like this hacker who is very socially uncomfortable and he ends up getting embroiled in this sort of hacker group led by Christian Slater who plays Mr. Robot and he's sort of trying to bring down the 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 wealth of the world to kind of level the playing field for everybody. Mm. Um, I'm quite interested in this. It's absolutely brilliant uh, and if you haven't got Amazon Prime and have been wanting to watch it Thursday, 21st of July at 9pm, that starts. And season two is coming to Amazon Prime fairly soon as well. So that's very much looking forward to that. It's coming very soon. Is Universal a uh, freeview or like a Sky? Or where, where is that? It's definitely a Sky channel. I don't think it's a freeview channel, but um, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, you may find it on Now TV as well. I don't know. Okay, have I'll look. have a look around. Rosewood season one, which is a comedy drama about a pathologist in Florida. That's coming to Alibi at 9 p.m. That's been doing fairly well in the US. I think it's got a second season as well. So that could be one worth looking up. Royal Pains season seven coming to Universe on 30th of July. That's at 5 p.m. Uh, Alibi have also announced final season of Rizzoli and Isles season seven. That's coming to Alibi in August. Nashville season four uh, as we mentioned earlier has got renewed for a fifth season but season four we don't know the exact date but it's sometime in the summer that apparently it's about time yeah it's about time well it jumped networks and yeah. that always yeah you know slows things down and um narcos it was announced yesterday narcos season two is coming nice. on the 2nd of september um that's the netflix show about the uh dea chasing pablo escobar and the first season of that was absolutely epic so it's really good yeah definitely yeah. worth watching um mm. don't know whether it'll get th- i don't know what they'll do because this season apparently is supposed to wrap up the escobar storyline so whether they will do that halfway through and then it will split into something else or or whether 
they'll do that at the end of this series and that'll be it or whether they do something else with it afterwards and do a third season that's obviously not based on Escobar, but maybe based around the DEA chasing other cartels in Colombia, or maybe they take it in a completely different direction and work it as an anthology series and do something else entirely. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant show. Uh, 2nd of September. That's due back on netflix I'll see. Yeah. yeah so next week on tv brain dead which is a new show again this is another one that picked up by amazon prime it's actually available to stream right now a comedy thriller set in the world of washington dc politics that follows laurel a fresh faced hill staffer who discovers two things the government has stopped working and bugs are eating the brains of congress members and hill staffers okay <laughs> so um yes sounds kind of entertaining uh i think it's i think that one's written by the uh, people behind the good wife as well bizarrely um okay sounds but, very different uh, to but yes sounds incredibly different but uh it's on amazon prime now it's you it, think they're releasing new episodes every tuesday so it's basically going out as it goes out in the u.s that so it could be one to to watch Americans Got Talent season 11 coming to True TV uh, on the 14th of July at, uh, so that's tonight actually, at 8 pm. Uh, if you There's like. There's so many that. talent shows now. It's like America's Got Talent, The Voice, The X Factor, and. Um, and Britain's Got Talent, yeah. Britain's Got Talent, yeah. And then there's that other thing that you talked about before on Netflix, Got on a Schwarzenegger. Oh, yes, yes. They're, yeah. they're so many. Into it. Well, that's more of a game show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. I don't a lot of talent shows. Yes, they're, they're, yeah. they are. I, I don't watch many of them. So I don't know how The Voice is still around, to be honest, because no. surely X Factor would sort of fill that void. And then you get singers on Brett's Got Talent as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I, particularly as it's now, The Voice is now running on ITV yeah. as well. So you've got a whole is, lot so of Yeah, you've now got two very, very similar shows running at different times of the year. But, yeah, we'll see. Satisfaction Season 2 coming to Sony uh, Entertainment Television Channel. That's on the 14th. That's as well tonight at 9pm. Sensitive Skin, which is the Canadian Kim Cattrall version Season 2. That comes to Sky Arts on the 15th of June at 10pm. Chicago PD Season 3 of that starts on 5 USA on the 16th of June at 9pm. Unforgettable Season 4 comes to Sky Living on the 17th of June at 9pm. Orange is the New Black comes on the 17th of June onto Speaking Netflix. Um, yeah, so that's that's a good binge watch over the weekend because that's a great show as well. Definitely. And finally, Two Broke Girls, uh, season five of that Yay. comes to E4 on the 21st of June. That's been quite late this year. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what I thought they were going to do is because they had Brooklyn Nine-Nine that's now finished and Big Bang Theory, I think it has its season finale this Thursday. What I thought they were going to do was because New Girls just started, I thought what they were going to do was have Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Big Bang Theory finish around the same time, which is what they kind of have. Yeah. And then just have New Girl and Two Broke Girls on and then the other Angie Tribeca thing that they have. Yeah. So they've put it on Tuesdays, so it's kind of strange. Yeah. Because they, they advertise well, that like quite big Thursdays thing. Yeah. But you have to remember this is the scheduling at E4 and they're drunk mm. most of the time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
So yes, it's uh, they're, they're sort of random throw at it six to start scheduling system that they tend to have over mm. there. They just missed by two days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe they were kind of throwing darts at the wall and it just somebody's aim was off. So two broke girls back twenty first of June at eight pm. That's next next Tuesday. Must be. Oh, cool. Next yeah. Tuesday. So that's everything for this week. If you want to get in touch, you can visit us at the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week. We've got lots of new stories going up at the moment and uh, you know changes of air dates and all that sort of stuff. Uh, if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments, you can email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on this website post. Um, you can uh, find us at Geektown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown or on Instagram at Geektown UK. That's everything for this week. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 